On the 23rd day of the month of September, in an early year of a decade not too long before our own, the human race suddenly encountered a deadly threat to its very existence. And this terrifying enemy surfaced, as such enemies often do, in the seemingly most innocent and unlikely of places. Welcome back, folks. This time we are talking about one of my top 20 films of all time. Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, so what, you know, just overall, did you enjoy this film? Oh, well, of course. I mean, I saw this in 1986 when it first came out in the theater in Eugene, oh. Oregon. Uh-huh. And I went back to the theater and saw it more than once, which I don't usually do. So that tells you something right there. Yeah. I actually got... I actually got a little irritated with one friend that I went to because she kept drawing parallels with Rocky Horror Picture Show the entire time. But I do see some. I mean, even the titles, you know, the way it says horrors, it, it does oh. look like, uh, you know. Yeah. So there are, but I finally I just like leaned over. Plus she was talking in the movie. So oh. I kind of leaned over and said, would you stop drawing parallels, please? <laughs> Did you know the, the stage musical before you saw the movie? No, I didn't know it at all. And I still don't. I mean, I've never seen it. Oh. The stage show. And I knew that the ending was different because what we saw in the theatrical cut uh -huh. in 1986 was different from the stage show. And I yeah, knew that somebody. Ending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a happy ending with a, with a caveat. <laughs> I can tell you that after watching it again now, after yeah. 35 years, um, I'm kind of obsessed with Ellen Green all over again, which I was back then too. So I've been yeah. watching YouTube stuff of her, like when she was on The Tonight Show and this and that. So As Audrey or no, not necessarily? Uh, no, she was as herself, but then she went and sang Suddenly Seymour sure. with with the original guy from Off-Broadway, I think, who had done the plant voice. Oh, okay. Michael, Michael Leslie. I, I know the movie, actually. I, I worked on the stage production. I've done that show twice. Uh -huh. But um, I knew the movie first, and we had just moved here from the Philippines. Our first CD player here, and I bought the CD, and I... You know, and I was surprised because, like, in the CD, it has the finale from the stage show, the Don't Feed the Plants one. That's not in the movie. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So apparently they shot the Frank Oz, you know, directed, yeah. and um, they shot that ending, the original ending, and it was so hated. Yeah. by the test audiences that they weren't even going to release the film with that ending. It's like, you got to do a different ending or we're just not even going to release it or distribute it. So it's like, oh, Yeah, okay. it's supposed to be a summer movie and then they did reshoots and then it actually came out in December. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Because that, that original ending, which is what I watched this time with yeah. the director's cut, that is dark. Well, I mean, it just turns into a horror film. It's a monster movie yeah. then. And it actually ties more to the original 1960. Yes, it's a yeah. downer ending, <laughs> but it's a much more extended downer ending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in 1960, it was just like, oh, he's in the plant now, and uh, bye. Sorry, Audrey, uh, and then credits. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no credits. Right. The end. <laughs> so we're out. 
we have to give up the set now. It's it's somebody else is going to use it. <laughs> right. Well, this one, uh, this little shop, it was being filmed at Pine One Studios, actually around the same time that they were making Aliens Next Door. Yeah. And apparently they modeled the lips of the plant after Ellen Green's lips. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Well, let's jump into this, starting with the prologue that you so eloquently read for us. So this was Pinewood Studios, so it's all on sound stages, and they yeah. were built. Um, it looks very much like West Side Story, I would say. Yeah. The, only even a little more, I mean, more low rent even than West Side Story. Like, oh, but like, it's, I mean, it's it was, a slum. It was a very detailed set. I mean, it even had like that elevated train. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, you can tell Frank Oz is involved in this because yeah. it has, you know, it seems like it has those Frank Oz touches. I don't know, somehow he just, all his work with, with puppetry and everything and, and uh, all the backgrounds and yeah. all the, just the universes that they yeah. have in their various shows. I mean, you can see his influence on this. This is a great opening number. It draws you in. It's a great song. It's very simple. But, you know, I love girl group, girl group songs. Let me ask you, because you're, I would say you're more of an all-around theater geek than even than I am. Okay. Was this one of the first, if not the first, girl group chorus kind of thing? Well, I mean, Dreamgirls is kind of a girl group, too. Yeah, but they're the stars of it. Yes. Yeah. So they're, but it's more about them. They're not commenting on things. So, right. I mean, it seemed like this might have influenced other, you know, like Hairspray has the three oh, yeah, girls totally. as well. Yeah, and, this is one of the earlier ones. Yeah, maybe not yeah. the first, but earlier ones, which I'm sure, um, you know, and Hairspray, which we've already talked about in a previous podcast, you know, when they're doing like Welcome to the 60s or, you know, all that mm. stuff. And there's like the girl groups e either in the paintings or in the roofs and stuff. The billboards. That's right out of this one. Yeah. And I mean, this is this is great, you know, choreography. They've even got them. Now, they're out in the rain. Except for dance, Dancing and singing, but they're not yeah. getting wet, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not hitting yeah their their dues are perfect still and their oh yeah their dresses I mean, aren't if you look at the ground you can actually see that the rain does not hit a rectangular <laughs> um, thing but yeah this is really catchy especially the look out look out look out oh my I god I, I really like that part i don't know why just and, and then their choreography and it's just all real tight and everything yeah and it's like you know it starts outside and then it draws you in and it's like outside and then as they're dancing you see the inside of the store and then you know and at the end of the opening number they go down to the basement where seymour is right yeah and this is rick moranis you know fresh out of ghostbusters <laughs> right you know i mean i yeah you know, like he's not playing lewis tully but you know he has played that kind of a well, he's he's perfect for this part. Oh yeah, no, he's, and he's a, he's a good singer too. I mean, he's he's able to sing the you know that kind of style, the kind of he does, yeah, and pop it, rock style, and it's in tune. And this is before autotune, so you mm -hmm. know he actually sang it. 
Yep. And and he hits some A's in this in um in the songs like in Feed Me. Oh, does he go that high? Oh. Yeah. Good for him. Oh well, let me mention Mr. Okay. Mushnick first. This is sure. Vincent Gardenia, yeah. which I think he's best known as um the dad in Moonstruck. Oh, okay. Which he made after this. So after meeting uh, Seymour and Mushnick, uh, just a, a little bit, the next thing we see are these like animal print shoes with like this like drum beat. <laughs> and then it pans up and it's Ellen Green. Yeah, there she is. You know, and we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about her quite a bit. <laughs> I know, it's so sad. She's kind of, she's like the heart and soul of this film. Oh yeah, but she's got a shiner, you know, and she's trying to hide it from. A shiner? She's <laughs> got a shiner? I know sensitivity w was different in 1986, but like, this is an abusive relationship. Oh yes, it is, and we'll get to that. <laughs> But Seymour already is obviously in love with her. He thinks she looks great, even with the black eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, what I want to call them the Ronettes. That's probably wrong, isn't it? I just, well, their, their names are Ronette, Trifon, and Crystal. They're named after girl groups. Mushnik is kind of chasing them away. Get out of here, urchins. Yeah. yeah. And uh, why aren't you in school anyway? And they say, oh, we're on a split shit. We went to school <laughs> till fifth grade, then we split. <laughs> okay. Thank you for not doing the accent. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even presume. But then that segues into the next great song. You know, I mean, this, song, this show is just filled with like fantastic songs. Now, who's this bag lady? Is she a well-known lady? She is, she's a Broadway. Um, Performer. Because she starts out, she's just like, Wailing. she's going for it from the very. And apparently, she died soon after this, the filming of this. No, but she she really starts the number off with a. You're just like, wow, you and know, B flat and, right there, full yeah. Note. And you know, actually, it's sad that in the cast recording of the movie, um, it, she was dubbed over by one of the oh. trio girls. Why? I don't know. Maybe they didn't get a clean recording of it. But like she sang it live when they were filming. Really? But then, yeah. But then in the cast recording, it's, it was one of the trio. Oh, okay. So they're talking about living on Skid Row. Downtown. It's like the hard knock life. and Downtown. And just about what they want and how they want to get out of there downtown yeah it's an i want song and you know like i've heard many interviews with ashman and menken um and you know they and obviously it's a formula with a lot of musical theater too but like they want to make sure one of the you know first three songs or so of any show that they do has an i want song because you want to root for whoever the character or characters are people want something they you know i wish <laughs> they, oh yeah it is they want to they want to go somewhere, they want to get something, they want to be somewhere, you know. Yeah, it's, they want to get out of their current situation. Yeah, or get something that they don't have. Yeah. I was today years old when I found out <laughs> that Mencken and Ashman wrote the show. Oh. I didn't yeah. know that. So, I mean, I think they're a great team, but I like this better than much of their Disney output. Oh, this is the first time we actually hear 
Ellen as Audrey sing, and it's just a little taste of what's to come. <laughs> I mean, her speaking voice is so like gentle. It's so up here, and it's then so... she like yeah. So know. this is the first time we hear sort of the belt potential that yeah. that is oh yeah around the corner for us. And then it's they're back in the shop, and it's nothing is happening. <laughs> yeah, it's dead. There's no yeah. business. I know. Just, I, even Mushnik was like, "Don't bother coming back tomorrow because." <laughs> right. Don't come to work. But then Audrey's like, "Why don't you take that? You know, bring that strange and interesting strange, plant. Strange and interesting plant." So she knows about it. Yeah. So he's told her about it. So yeah, he goes and gets it, and and I love the camera angle. It's as if you're the plant, you know. It's like right, the it's the POV, below. right. Mm -hmm. And he reveals that he's named it Audrey too. But that's the first time <laughs> she heard about that, though. Yeah, she's so like, and, and she goes after me, and then that that little noise she makes. It's like you don't mind. Oh, it's so high. I mean, it's yeah. way higher than I even remembered it. It's like almost dog whistle pitch. <laughs> but then, you know, soon enough, he puts it, they put it on the windowsill and who walks in? <laughs> Quirky St. Clair. <laughs> uh, Christopher Guest comes in and he's hilarious because he's just, he's like uh, the quintessential like um, 50s sort of pitchman. He's just like, I couldn't help but see that strange and interesting plant you had in the window. And his eyes are just like, he never blinks. Where did you get it? <laughs> Very different than like Mr. Yellow Vest, who is like, well, eating yeah, the he's not eating them, right? That's, that's him and he and Dick Miller have different approaches. <laughs> yes, very different, very different. But then here you got a little backstory. Yeah, so this is, he starts it with, do you remember that day that we the total eclipse of the sun is that how he's kind of yeah. sets up the story yep and so this is really interesting because they've got this music about it it's like the like the doo-wop section yeah and the the three girls are in like now these Changsam kind of dresses, you know, like these beautiful, and they've kind of they've got really long nails and kind of the black bobs and, yeah. and everything. And their makeup is trending a little bit towards, you know. Yeah, like with like the, the almond shape. Eyeliner. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, here's the story is that all of a sudden the eclipse happens. Yeah. And there's a and Seymour didn't see this happen no but, we, but we see it yes so there's like a it looks like a a lightning flash well he was looking at the eclipse but then you mm. see this like green lightning bolt behind him and it actually teleports the plant amidst Chang's uh flower shop oh yeah that is Chang's flower shop Chang Daru. <laughs> And then back to present day, and Christopher Guest is like, that's an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, buys flowers. Oh, yeah, he's like, well, since I'm in here, I might as well get $50 worth of roses. And then, and then uh, can you break 100 No. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I might as well get 
twice as many, twice as many, twice as many, twice as many. I, I enjoy Christopher's cameo here. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then after that, you know, Mr. Bushwick is all happy and self calls, calls them my children, you know, and then. Well, business is booming now. Yeah. And he wants to take them to dinner, but Audrey's like, no, I can't. I've got a date. Oh, yeah. So another seed planted with, you know, calls him no good Nick. <laughs> yeah. Now Seymour's alone with the plant, right? Because the plant droops and Bushwick's yeah, like, it just... you're not going anywhere. Right, you got to stay here and nurse the sick plant, yes. so he yeah. can't go to dinner either. Yeah. So right about this time, he pricks his finger yeah. on a rose thorn. Yeah, in and, the middle of the song. Yeah. <laughs> right, and then the plant just starts going. Well, it copies like him because he's like, "Damn roses, damn thorns," and there's like, "All right." Yeah, yeah, like kind of sucking the blood off, and then yeah. the plant's like making a suck face yeah that i'm sure that's very complicated to do in a puppet you know <laughs> yeah but i love that um when you the you know because the plant is drooped over right but then you don't see the plant immediately you see the shadow first because the camera's mm. panning and you see it mm -hmm. moving and then it goes to the plant it's just a just more dramatic reveal this is the first time we see the plant kind of <laughs> yeah. um having a like a personality yeah and moving around like a like an entity and so <laughs> detailed like the tongue and the like the the uvula and it's yeah it's like it, it's kind of like plant material that makes the tongue and the uvula and the gullet it's like it's yeah. like it's plant pieces yeah it looks like when you cut open like uh a clam <laughs> Um, oh, and the song lyrics here is something about it's all that I've given you food, so I've given you water, I've given you, I've given you sunlight, I've given you rain. Now, what do you want for me to open a Looks vein? Like you're not happy like unless I open a vein. Unless I open a vein, right? <laughs> and then he like drips. Actually, I'll give you yeah, yeah, and it grows. Yeah, it's that that works. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is like, I, well, he leaves the room, right? And the plant is there, like, yeah, like, yeah, it's hoisting. the can and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hoisting. Oh, yeah. It actually pops, almost pops out of its can. It's yeah. Maxwell, Maxwell House coffee can that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, next thing we know, the plant is much bigger and he's had a radio station with a cameo of John Candy. <laughs> Yeah, because he's going on the radio show, Wink Wilkinson's radio show. And <laughs> a bunch uh, of freaks. <laughs> they're all sitting out there waiting to go on. <laughs> this guy has a ventriloquist dummy that's dressed as a nun and is, hold and is holding a saxophone. <laughs> it's like paper mache. <laughs> and, and that that older lady has some kind of a box that's bound up with chains. I don't know what's yeah. in there. And then the who there's like a production assistant or something, yeah. and she's sort of like standing in front of the plant and kind of bending over its stuff, and the plant's all like, because mm. <laughs> it probably thinks it's blood, right? Because it likes blood. Yeah, she's in a red skirt too. Yeah. So yeah. 
Yeah, so this is John Candy and like where he and he's hey, and later on we're gonna have some more weird acts, you know, and he like takes the microphone and moves it back and forth in front and of me. And he his... has like a horn and he has like a little piano, a little toy piano. Oh yeah, let me let me play you down into your seat. Like <laughs> This is where, you know, he, Seymour tells, he starts telling the eclipse story again. Well, you remember that day when we had the total eclipse? And so that's kind of how. <laughs> uh, okay, so now business is good. Well, yeah, I mean, but business is really humming at the shop. Oh, but Mushnik is upset because he's listening to, to uh, uh, Seymour on the radio talking about and i work at mushnik's flower shop he's like give the address give the address (laughs) he didn't give the address but oh well at least it's it's good uh publicity uh, whatever right advertising he's just coming into work now (laughs) right well her no good nick boyfriend seems to kind of keep her uh Occupied at all hours. I mean, her shiner is gone, but now she's got she's wearing a sling. That's yeah, it's like a it's like a yeah, it's like a fishnet yeah, <laughs> sling. Fishnet sling. Uh, I must. Uh, Audrey's got awfully plunging necklines through this whole time. Oh, yeah, except for one scene where she doesn't. But this is where we're gonna set up the song this is a very important song because it's another uh, i want song but it's a different kind of i want and the trio's talking to her like you know you need to get out of this situation this guy's abusive and whatnot and this is we're into the number somewhere that's green and um it's what is it how does it start i know seymour's the greatest but i'm getting a semi a semi-sadist yeah but then when she's talking about what she's gonna have uh something oh a matchbox track, of her own a matchbox matchbox of her own offensive real chain link <laughs> a grill out on the patio disposal of the sink yeah i mean so she's looking at better homes and gardens yeah and this okay what i'm gonna say about this song is that it's really campy and cheesy and funny but it's heartbreaking as well because this is the vision she has Mm -hmm. of what life should be is out of better homes and gardens that's all she knows so here's like her vision is of seymour mowing the astroturf and there's like a cutout house with these cutout trees behind him and she's waving i i cook like betty crocker and i look like donna reed yep <laughs> it's, it's perfect um and, and their you kids know, are playing howdy doody <laughs> yeah and, and she's twirling around in the kitchen like doing little balletic things and her perfect like print dress and yeah. and the little animated bird comes and lights <laughs> on her finger oh it's just you know it, i know it's tupperware so, party shoes, the tupperware good. party yeah. yeah i mean it's hilarious but it's so sad at the same time and especially the way that she performs it and so when we come back from this campy vision there she is like actually crying in her room yeah and the way she sings it you're like oh yeah oh Uh, it's it's pretty amazing the way that it's all the camera pans back and i mean on a tech from a technical side i read that 
there's actually two cranes because it was such a long shot. Like if you watch it really close, first of all, the camera is kind of shaky, you know, a little steady cam. And then it would just oh. like, it would, you can almost tell where it switches from one crane to another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and and we we pan back onto the street and her apartment is just right there like by the yeah. busy street her window yeah. is right there and but then that segues to a really cool number that was actually um it only appears in the movie um in the sage show the tune is similar the chords are similar but it's it's called you never know he has called some fun now and this is like the rooftop scene with like the trio wearing like fringe fringe outfits right right yeah and this is where you get the um the um little homage to frank oz because there's like a fluorescent thing that says choose chewing tobacco but then it would flicker and it would just see oz well, thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> and it's kind of a montage song it. too, because it's showing uh, Audrey too get, getting bigger and older. Well, and it's showing Seymour's fingers all bandaged up because <laughs> he's feeding it with his. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, and this is so at the shop. They're so busy, and um, they've got too many orders to keep up with. And then we have a name check of Mrs. Shiva uh. from the 1960 movie. You don't see her, but she's on the phone, of course, ordering some flowers for a funeral of one of her relatives. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, she, Audrey's like, birthday, wedding, baby. He's like, funeral. funeral. Hand the lilies. <laughs> right. Glitter. <laughs> it's weird because it's just like five or six lilies on a vase, spray glue. Yeah, spray glue, glitter. <laughs> I know. But, you know, like he asked her to go shopping with her because, you know, he's kind of, oh, now that he's becoming more successful. Oh, that he, he ought to get some new clothes. And, and yeah. he asked her to go shopping with him. Of course, she would love to, but she's got a date tonight. <sighs> Which, uh, all you, that's all you need because Mushnik hears it again. And this, you know, rule of three right this is the third time he he is brought up and how mushtick really sees um that he's how horrible no he is yeah which is perfect. i mean he's i mean he's more than a no good nick he's awful like oh, really yeah. really awful so you know she has a date and then basically it's a setup for a scene change where you see a blue screen with Steve Martin as the dentist. You don't know his name yet. Um, and I don't think he's named in the black and white movie, right? Not the same way. His name is not Orange Scrimello DDS. And, no, it isn't. Yeah. But um, here you see him first, you know, blue screen. He's on a bike. Um, and he's just talking about how ever since he was a kid, he was this horrible, sadistic. Yeah person and like hurting animals and stuff yes. and i won't go into that but um and it's this real 50s style song like uh like the t-birds or the, you know yeah very yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and but it's awful this sequence just <sighs> showing him abusing his patients well and it's, his staff <laughs> well uh, yeah so he he hits his nurse with the door right um who he put, yeah, and then kind of punches her too. Yeah, and her, this is, this is a before they were stars moment because this <laughs> is, I don't know how to pronounce it, Miriam Margolias, Margolias, okay. who, uh, 
who was uh she was in james and the giant peach and she was in the harry potter um she's professor pomona sprout oh she was sprout yeah <laughs> but but all uh, she just i think she only has one line in this but anyway there it's a it's a it's a it's a star sighting <laughs> before there were stars <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah this whole number is him just like using these horrific instruments on people oh yeah i i found it tickling though though he's like here he is folks the leader of the plaque <laughs> oh yeah they have a lot of little puns there yeah. by the girls the trio oh and you get the pov from inside somebody's mouth and he's that's a puppet puppetry again you know <laughs> and um well and the, he's he's constantly sniffing nitrous Natural, yeah and it reminds me of dennis hopper in blue velvet i wonder if that was an influence on that at all well in the original black and white he was kind of black laughing gas too well of course you know why wouldn't he um oh and so this water he's just shooting water into this guy's mouth say ah and then he goes now spit and he, he just and and the spit like segues of this water like getting yeah. thrown onto the into the gutter of skid row so after the segue onto skid row this is where he shows up on his motorcycle to pick her up for their date uh-huh. and Ah, you know, it didn't bother me like this in 1986, but I guess knowing what I know now, um, yeah, it's, it's really it bothers yeah. me a lot yes. mm-hmm. the way he and it, it just I don't even want to think about it, honestly. It's, it's pretty horrible, yeah. I mean, he he plays it accurately. I mean, and she and she plays it accurately. Yes, which makes it really uncomfortable. Yeah, and I wonder if their mentality back then playing these parts. I mean, obviously, it's not the way we see abuse today. You know, like the the way they're playing it is convincing to today. But I, I'm sure the mentality back in 1986 or 1985, probably when they were filming this, um, is not the same as today. But it's still like. It feels authentic. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that sort of behavior has been around forever. And, and I mean, it's maybe our sensitivity to it has has only heightened over the years. Yeah. Well, so um, Seymour's closing up shop. The plant droops again. And this is the first conversation they have. So, so after the scene with Oren and um, Audrey, you know, they go off on the date. She's like riding side saddle on the bike. Um, Seymour goes back to the shop, plant droops again. And this is where the feed me. It's the first time it talks to him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's <laughs> so fantastic how it's done. You know, like it's all, it, the plant is constantly moving the vines, the leaves. You know, it's not just like feed me. It's not just it's not just the mouth moving. It's like this completely uh well in the nineteen sixty movie, the mouth doesn't even move. It just opens oh, up. Oh yeah, it just kind of goes slap, slap, and a voice is a voice is somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, this is very sophisticated what they do with it. Isn't it um, the writer in nineteen sixty? 
the screenplay writer. Was it? Did he do the voice? Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And the plants asking him things like, "How about that?" Oh. <laughs> i can't do it but so this whole song is this is where he's telling him to go get it right yeah yeah and and uh, this is all like he's basically well it's kind of a mephistopheles faustian thing yeah totally it is yeah if if you get rid of Oren, yeah yeah and i can you you'll like have unimaginable fame and fortune yeah uh he's really cajoling him to do this uh and like really manipulating it this plant is very manipulative right and it it helps that you know in the middle of the song um Oren and audrey come back and you actually see him like slap her yeah this this is a very um opportune thing that happens because yeah, yeah you see them in silhouette in because he drives on on the motorbike and she's not on there because he uh he's mad at her so he made her fell walk. off yeah yeah she fell off and and he won't he didn't let her get back on so she's like oh i'm sorry doctor i'm sorry doctor <laughs> yeah. which is what she says to him in her submissive way which is horrible and um yeah so then there's the silhouette scene of the whap there in the window yeah. and sumor's like okay that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now he has motivation to want to get rid of him. Yep. Yeah. And so then what do you hear next? Uh drilling, which like oh, makes my toes curl. God. And the torture, this this child on the in the chair. You just hear the screaming. And then just that drill. Oh, and yeah. this little girl comes out with this whole like app like all this hardware on her face and she's it's like oh what did she do what did he do to you like kind of like in um charlie in the or uh oh yeah like when willie had to wear that apparatus on his face in the 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 remake remake. yeah (laughs) but who the most important thing here is who's sitting in the waiting room excited and titillated <laughs> oh just just jabbing at the bit <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> so this is the he's standing in for jack nicholson here and he takes <laughs> he takes this role even further i read that all of his dialogue was improvised in this i'm not surprised with him and steve martin i mean <laughs> yeah right so he's just like, oh, I, I heard about you and I just came over and I, I just, I have to, you know, I just need to, uh, I don't even remember what he says, but and he's, he's just, doing all of his prep. Like he puts the bib on and he adjusts the light and puts cotton in his mouth. Oh yeah. The whole thing. So I don't know if he's talking like this because yeah. there's some <laughs> yeah. cotton in there and he's just raring to go. He just, oh my God. He was using like a, an old drill that's like foot activated. Oh yeah, rusty drill. Um, yeah. Seymour, <laughs> Seymour comes in with a gun because, yeah. you know, he's made up his mind, but Bill's in there in the, in the, in the actual office just like, oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, which I think for, an, uh, for uh, a sadistic guy, 
that character, the dentist gets off on inflicting pain, but Bill Murray was not feeling pain. He was feeling pleasure. Oh, he was, he was so into it. He mentioned earlier that he, first time he went to a dentist, all he got was the lousy candy bar or something. <laughs> so, so here, this is going on and he's like, oh, I get a candy bar. I get a candy bar. Which actually kind of turns off the dentist, though. That's why he's Oh, like, well, he, yeah, yeah. He, he's just, he's too much. The dentist yeah. is just like, oh, get out of here. Yeah. Like, it, it's just like, no, you're, I'm not hurting you. And that's what I'm here to do. So, yeah, you're having too much fun and you need to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why he goes up to Seymour and is like, are you afraid of this? Are you afraid? And Seymour's like, yeah. It's like, get in there, you know. Get in the chair. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, so he's got his gun yeah. and um, he doesn't have to use it. No. Oh, this is, this is actually very S&M. Oh, yeah. And I mean, this is so blue velvet to me, too. So um, <laughs> the dentist is in these boots and, uh-huh. and a, like a PVC apron. <laughs> and then he puts on this this huge like laughing gas apparatus which yeah. is like With, like two balloons <laughs> those little bellows things yeah. on the sides <laughs> but the thing kind of gets away from him doesn't it what uh the the, the hoses break and so he basically yeah suffocates. so he's yeah. just inhales himself to death so yeah. uh yep so yeah seymour doesn't even have to shoot him nope and oh, then there's the whole bit with like him dragging the body, <laughs> go falling down the flight of stairs. This is a really rigor mortis inflicted body. By Very this much time. so. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets it into the shop, and what does the plant require him to do? Chop it up. <laughs> <laughs> but because he's doing it so dramatically, and there's like thunder and lightning and his shadow is on the wall yeah motion sees the shadow first and then opens that little side door and sees him actually chopping up for mm-hmm. it yeah and feeding him oh you still goodness. see the boot you know in the garbage right room. yeah right. <laughs> yeah i mean seymour couldn't sleep that night because you know then at the end of that scene you see he sees like frazzled in his chair by his bed, just like, like, I can't believe I just did what I did. All right. And next morning, he's talking to Audrey, who's feeling guilty about it. Well, because the cops were there uh, interrogating her. And right. Bobby told her that he, you know, Oren is missing. It hasn't been 24 hours yet, but whatever, you know, this is fiction. <laughs> um, right. And so she says she feels guilty because she, she kind of was wishing for this. Yeah, she wished it. Yeah. She says that Seymour's a nice guy and she doesn't deserve nice guys. Right. Yeah. And she's talking about how this is where she talks about how she and Oren met in the gutter. In the but that gutter. was in the gutter. <laughs> but that was actually the name of a bar where they yeah. met. <laughs> yeah. And and she was working there, right? And yeah. this is where she says. And I used to put on cheap and tasteless outfits, not nice ones like this. <laughs> Still like her boobies, I like. Yeah. And it's so tacky. I mean, that's why it's so endearing, you know? Yeah. So this is the central number of the show. You think? 
Oh, yeah, I, I would think so. I, that's well, just a hunch. It's the Monday professor love for each other. Well, and this is where we find out just sort of what Ellen Green's about as a singer. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. Because she starts out now, I mean, suddenly Seymour. So, first, Seymour has kind of like the first verse. And then she starts out kind of in her little bit breathy voice and she's yeah. singing, but then it just kind of builds and she's going into this full on unique belt. <laughs> like nobody else sounds like this. And I think that's probably why she did so well with this is because, you know, you have a lot of belters around. Uh huh. I mean, and it's not really a for someone to do it well is not a common occurrence, I would say, but she's different from everyone in and how she, she, she can go it. subtle to blatant. Right. Yeah. And there's so much emotion when she sings that, oh, yeah. and it really, I, I've never seen her live, but I've seen her on low quality video, like when she was on yeah, Carson like show. Like her perform live, but you've never seen her in person. Right. But then this, it just leaps out of the screen. And it's really, I just don't even know what else to say. It's just really. It's a great song too. You know, it's yeah, a well-written it song. It's a great piece of music and yeah. it's a great lyric and everything. It's everything you need. The, the material, the performers, the production. Yeah. And you see the trio again in the room, you know, like at a balcony. Yeah. They're yeah. doing the harmony parts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's thrilling. Yeah, and then the huge kiss at the end. <laughs> they kind of fade to sort of a an amber light. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But then, you know, so like this is like rosy afterglow, right? So like he walks. Well, and even with what's just happened, he's very respectful because he sees her home and she goes yeah. inside. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they're not he's not gonna like demand anything of her it's just no. like i love you good night have a wonderful evening yeah. i'll see you soon <laughs> yeah he doesn't even go into her apartment right exactly yeah yep but then so he goes back to his room in the basement and the mood is interrupted by Mushnick. oh my goodness yeah because he he reveals what he saw <laughs> yeah I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's but then there's so many like, layers in the scene. First, it's like, you know, him horrified of what he saw. And then he, the gears working in Mushnik's head where he's like, I want you to leave town. Tell me how to take care of the plant. You know, and then right, it becomes right. that way. And then well, the tables are turned. Because Seymour then kind of maybe half innocently, half intentionally makes Bushnik back up into the plant. Well, the instigator of all this is the plant. The plant. Because, yeah. so like when Bushnik's confronting him, the plant's like, he's got your number now or whatever. Yeah. And uh -huh. like, you know, I think it's supper time. Yep. And, um, and you got the girls back there, you know, come on, come yeah. on, yeah. supper time. You know, it's really good. It's like, oh, and it, it's, it's just crazy. very quiet yeah. and it builds. And yeah. And so before you know, we've got Mushnik backing up. 
And he turns around and sees the mouth wide open. There's a there's a gullet waiting for him there. Oh, yeah. And you actually see chomping. <laughs> chomping. Yeah. Chomping. And you hear it too. And then slurping. <laughs> yeah. So And then, I mean, like this movie is nonstop because then a segue to the next song, which is the Michelle and Herod, with like all these uh, people wanting a piece of the business, you know, contact wooing Seymour to sign on with them. You know, first there's like the, there's like a scene at the restaurant and then the car, and then there's all these like secretaries typing, the trio's there. Oh, everybody wants to cash in. Yeah, yeah. He's on the, the cover of TV Guides. Life magazine! <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all, they're doing a live broadcast in the shop. Yeah. And, and it caught, catches him by surprise. You know, I mean, he like basically stumbles through the next few days, I guess, or weeks, whatever. And this is the only time where you see Audrey like not showing her boobies. She's in a, a modest. She's in a very simple frock. Yeah. With like lace on top, like not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, of course, you know, peak of the scene, then all of a sudden the plant troops. Again. Yeah, clunk. There yeah, it goes. That's a huge, huge plant. So like. <laughs> well, they had to, they, the scale of it, they had to shoot it with a smaller room scaled oh. down to make it look bigger yeah oh sure yeah but then you know because of that then the broadcast was interrupted and canceled or postponed they're gonna come another day but um somebody did tell him who was it that he's that he is gonna get a big check yes yeah that's planted there yeah and so this is where he proposes to Audrey because he's going to, well, I'm getting all this money so we can just get away from all this because he just would love to just get away and just give all this up. Yeah. And so the next thing you know, uh, so Audrey's going to go get ready and pack and then he'll meet, he'll meet her that night. Oh my God. Are we to this part already? We are. This, I tell you, this movie is like nonstop. It's moved quickly. Basically, so Seymour tries to sneak past the plant with his suitcases. All um, right. And then, of course, the plant is hungry. So it's like, I'll go down to the butcher and get you some ground chuck. And we know that it has to be blood, right? But the plant's like, oh, you drive a hard bargain because he already, the plant already has a plan, right? So, so that gets rid of Seymour. Now, this is these is this is kind of where it converges right theatrical cut and director's cut which we've already yeah. talked about uh -huh. so he in both versions he uh, the plant i want to call it he um yeah. it calls audrey right yeah so this plant it sends out all these feelers like these tendril things like it it started to grow again right or well, it's, still it, it's big, just but now unfurling it's, yes. it's unfurling all these things so it uses one of its not frond but tendril like it yeah. uses one to go and get us get a dime <laughs> stick it into the payphone dial the number yeah. then it's like drumming its fingers <laughs> like drumming its tendrils while yeah. it waits 
<laughs> and like clearing his throat <laughs> like holding the cord of the phone you know right. like <laughs> it's doing all of those landline mannerisms oh yeah and yeah. so it it rings audrey yes it also looks in the change <laughs> oh yeah demo. after <laughs> see hey is there an extra free coin so um, it calls yeah. audrey and um and since she lives across the street she sees through the window that it's the point. right you can see her over there yeah she can see it over there yeah and uh so what does it tell her to get her over there oh uh, yeah a little lady hello uh-huh so she's gonna feed it or gonna water it right she it, intends to water it yeah so she goes you know and of course chomps like you don't actually see the binding, but because the next thing her. you see is Seymour coming back with the ground chalk, and you see her feet, her legs up. Yeah. coming out. Oh yeah. my god! And yeah, so he pulls her out of there. He's able to pry the thing's jaws open. Yes, to get so her up out. To this very moment, both versions, director's cut and theatrical cut, are this pretty much the same up to here okay and then what okay. happens here forward is director's cut which is what we're going to talk about right now so he carries her outside yes, she's clearly but she's not well wounded yeah. mortally yeah mm -hmm. and she sings a reprise of somewhere that's green basically she's saying i want you to feed me to the plant because then i that's how i'll live forever you know, yeah, I'll be you. You'll be feeding me because I'll yeah. be part of the plant, and yeah. I'll be somewhere that's green. Because yes. oh my god, and and you know, I want you to do this so you can live your dreams yes. with you know with everything the plant can bring you. Yes. So so she dies. She's gone. She's dead. And this is why the test audiences hated this so much. Because well, this, is, our, this is the stage show. This is the right, <laughs> right. But you know, movie audiences are a little no, different. No, they want you know they hear Jim Hansen Muppets and they go, oh, I want you know. Yeah, I want Muppet Show, and I, I want yeah. uh, I want but a happy like he ending. dramatically carries her. The plant slowly opens. He oh, and she really sinks slowly yeah. down into Last its jaws. Thing you see is her hand. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. gonna. He's gonna end it all. Yeah, he's so upset he runs upstairs and wants to basically jump off the building. Well, I mean, because he's killed all these, he's killed all these people and chopped them up, fed into yeah. this thing. Yeah. And now she's gone. Yeah. So yeah. Nothing but he's for. he's interrupted. By <laughs> Paul Dooley. <laughs> Patrick Martin. From international licensing and marketing. Yes. And he, he had actually taken a leaf cutting and has cultivated this. He's thing. holding yeah. a pot with another one in it. Yeah. And with like a little flag that says Audrey too. You know. Yeah. He's going to mass market these things. Mass oh, produce. Yeah. They're going to have just little Audrey twos everywhere. It's going to be bigger than... <laughs> <laughs> every household in america bigger than hula hoops <laughs> yeah and this is where seymour realizes what audrey 2's 
plan was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this was it all along. This is it got zapped from outer space. Yeah. And its whole plan was to reproduce in this way and World to conquest. Yeah. to manipulate humans into overpopulating it. Uh, so, I mean, this is where he heads down to kill it, right? Yeah. And this is another song that was written for the movie, Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. It was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. I'm just a mean green mother from outer space and I'm mad. <laughs> And yeah, some of this was also in the theatrical cut, but here, since we're talking about director's cut, I mean, there's just some like different shots, um, some extended things, um, but it's basically their final battle. Oh, and it, well, he's trying to shoot it and it doesn't work. Yeah. And um, this thing just now, it just bursts out of its pot completely. And it just winds its... Yeah. Oh, oh, and this is when this is when all the little buds yep. all over it start not only opening, but they start singing back up for it. Of course. Ah. Uh, <laughs> this is this part's great. I love this part. All these oh, little yeah. these little baby baby uh mean green mother puppets <laughs> just yes. like all over the place but then like the vines like grab onto like pillars and stuff like that and it actually pulls down the building it's a carry collapse yeah it is well the he's like there's a long sequence where the plant's just drawing him in and it's just rick moranis's horrified face i don't yeah. remember musically it's like this big dramatic like build you know yeah. and then and it's just pulling him in and it's just kind of a slow pull and yeah. there he goes and chomp, chomp, chomp. And then reminiscent of 1960, there's a little hiccup and here come the glasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. poor Seymour. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and then it's, it's so dramatic. And then you just hear low piano and like kick drums. And it's like, doom, doom, doom. And it's the trio. And what from. is, I love this lyric for the trio. Do you remember it? Subsequent to the events. Yeah, the event. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so the whole recounting of, of, uh, of what, you know, all the predictions came true of, of what these Audrey twos. So everybody, yeah. you see the people just clamoring to get them. You see people fighting each other for them in the supermarkets or, or, you know, the department stores yeah. and, uh, the Christmas rush, probably. Oh, sure. And, uh, it started out. Then you see, like the the news report from Cleveland on the TV. <laughs> yeah, with like that, that old couple in bed. <laughs> right. Oh my God. So they're this couple, and then like like the the tendrils like burst through the walls, and yeah, it's it's grabbing them, and it comes in. Oh, I mean, this just. This part goes on way too long. It goes on forever. So it's just they they in they invade a dance club. (laughs) I mean, it's just now it's a monster movie. That's what it is. It is, and it's like Godzilla, you know, with the buildings and everything. King Kong. It's yeah. It's like a huge these huge Venus fly fly traps just like lumbering through the cities yeah like one of them's up on top of the statue of liberty well, yeah. and it 
and it grows hair because all the vines kind of wind around the head it really just goes on forever (laughs) i mean in my notes i yeah i don't know if you saw but i'm like this is a roland emmerich ending (laughs) yeah except usually there's a self-righteous american centric (laughs) like triumph at the end of those and here there isn't basically the world is like coming to an end i would say well the last thing you see with this is like basically as if audrey 2 breaks through the movie screen of the theater where you're where the audience is watching and you know another interesting thing here you know when the trio singing in the beginning the subsequent to the events um, Uh that part clearly that is that is in the finale in the Broadway score, but in the movie cast recording, it's not there. It's just, it goes right into that fast part in Don't Feed the Plants. And apparently there's been quite a bit of talk of having a remake movie as well, but I think it's on hold according to Wikipedia. Yeah, it's pre-production. I mean, the cast is interesting, you know, Scarjo as Audrey, Chris Evans as Orrin Scrivello. Chris Evans is Captain America. Okay. All um, right. Taryn Egerton um, of uh, Rocket Man fame is Seymour. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I don't know. And as the plan, it's Billy Porter. <laughs> Which is oh, that'd be that'd be good. Yeah, perfect. I guess we can wrap up also with the theatrical ending, which oh, yeah. I must say, I mean, I'm a firm believer in movies don't have to have happy endings. Yeah. But I must say that I do enjoy the theatrical ending more than the director's cut ending. Yeah. Well, so basically we rewind back to um... <laughs> We rewind back to Audrey too eating Audrey, and then Seymour pulls her out, but she's not injured as much. Right, so she lives through that. Well, yeah, because this is when they sing. You know, they're gonna get out of there, so they actually do a suddenly Seymour reprise here. Right, exactly. Just a little bit, but Patrick Martin is interrupting them, and it's not Paul Dooley. Yeah. Jim Belushi. <laughs> yeah, because they had to, they found out that this movie, this ending would not fly. Yeah. So they had to reshoot it, and Paul Dooley was not available. So they got Jim to do it. <laughs> Bigger name, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a totally different read. I loved it because it was a different read. So then we go into the scene with me and Green Mother. You know, some of it felt a little different, but it's pretty much the same, same, same song. Um, and then Audrey, too, pulls the building down, like in the direction, yeah. burying Seymour. Uh, so you think that's the end of it. Audrey is alive because she sees all of this outside. You know, she's uh-huh. like, look in. And then you see his hand come out of the rubble, a la Carrie grab an electrical wire and then like electrocute audrey too yeah i remember he was like i'm i'm mean and green and i am bad 
bad. And then there's like the, you know, and, he, and the plant's like, kind of like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. Like, Explodes actually, like the Death Star, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And then rubble, rubble, more rubble and dust. And Audrey is there and she sees a form and it's Seymour. Right. And then do they cut to him carrying her over the threshold? Uh, through the gate of their track house. like He the, carries her through, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah they so run they're... into the house and then you see the trio, you know, because it's a wedding, right? So like they're walking right. with flowers and they're, they're looking <laughs> down for some reason. Well, it's probably because of... <laughs> yeah, the camera pans down to the bushes by the front and there's a baby Audrey too. It's an Audrey too face. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, I mean, for all we know, it could end up the same as the director's cut did. <laughs> Just a little delayed. <laughs> right. At least they get to be happy for a little while. <laughs> yes. Well, and then the credits, I, I watched both credits, and it's pretty much the same. There's a, it's like a medley of songs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously they, they credit Paul Dooley in one and Jim Belushi in another. Uh-huh. You know, now it's time for Rapid Fire. Let's make it simple. 1960 or 1986? You know what? I can't choose because I like them both. I pick 1986 hands down. I know you do. Good source. But, but they're so they're so different. And I liked 1960. I, I like 1960 for what it was. A little low budget thing that they very clever that they threw together on they had the set for two days <laughs> yeah and you know i i enjoyed it and i and i enjoy the musical too i don't know i can't really compare them so i like them both for well, what they are this has been rapid fire <laughs> uh, closing thoughts though you know uh dear listeners you know i uh I'm always into remakes, right? And that's almost always the case. And that's why I'm a little afraid of future productions of this movie. I don't think it's necessary. I wish they wouldn't. Right. I don't. Th I think this movie, for what it is, is perfect. You know, like the music in it, the interpretation, the orchestrations in it. And you know, I've studied the orchestration of the Broadway production and this one, and I've listened to it in headphones and stuff, this one is superior. You know, I'd, I'd kind of like to just listen to the uh, recording. The soundtrack, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to just listen to it just as a piece of music because I remember while watching this, uh -huh. uh, this last time especially, I was, I was listening, like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like listening to the score, you know, and, oh, I, like what they just did with the, the harp you know or whatever yeah. like it's all these instrumentation things and and yeah i'd like to just go back and listen just for that yeah yeah and both you know i i know that the director's cut is has a darker ending i enjoyed both um, i enjoyed both too I, I i did but well i think that the director's cut is too long uh it's a little that, over that ending. at the end when yeah the that's what i mean that ending is too long for me. Yeah. It's like, okay, we don't need to see it pull down yet another building and burst through it and tower over everything. And Right. And you know <laughs> it's too long even for the production team because 
the score there is is don't feed the plants right and they're basically just looping the same instrumental like there's no development in in, in arrangement or anything. somebody somebody's like frank I, that's all the music i've got for you i you know i just can't do anymore yeah so like they just took they put repeat marks yeah you know 32 bars <laughs> and they just like repeat <laughs> so what a great film this is i thoroughly yep. enjoy it both yeah versions. me too yeah yep. and actually this this couple of films like the black and white and also this this musical version what a great way to end season two of remake Schmemake. or is it <laughs> <laughs> Sapatas!